Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sears Imported Autos, serving four generations of happy returning customers. Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at SearsImports.com. I need service. Like a refill on your drink? Or some more dipping sauces? No, goobers. I need service on my car. Oh, okay. But I still want to refill on my drink. Well, I'm sure the professionals at Sears Imported Autos can help with that because they literally do everything for you. Yeah, I've heard you mention that. Didn't Colin just take his car into the service department at Sears? He did, and it was amazing. And we've owned a few car brands. We've been to a few places. But the service at Sears was beyond. They gave him a free Mercedes loaner while his car was being worked on. Oh, fancy. Oh, absolutely. And obviously with COVID, safety is so important to the family at Sears. If people request, the service pros at Sears Imported Autos will pick up your car, perform the repairs, clean, disinfect, and get it back to you safe and sound. And I must say it feels so nice and it gives you that great peace of mind. I know some places make it a pain to schedule an appointment. How is it at Sears? So simple. No horrible phone trees. You can schedule an appointment right online at SearsImports.com. No wonder Sears won best of the best from Mercedes in 2018 and 2019. To me, they are fabulous. No, 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 no. No, Fibulous, every day, every year, for over 55 years, serving four generations of customers. And let's just say, very few can say that. Sears Imported Autos, 10 minutes west of downtown Minneapolis on 394. And online at SearsImports.com. Hi! Hi, Richard Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get physical. Let's do it. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 7 o'clock hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment, everything oily Richard Simmons. I just want you to be my mom. Oh, okay. my gosh. I uh, don't want you. No. Okay. No. I sorry, have a Richard. Mom. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll cuddle him. Yeah. I miss he, Richard. Yes, he... I don't know. We, I mean, a podcast came out, and we still haven't heard anything about that them. Stupid you know? podcast that revealed nothing. No, I know it was kind of a wasted adventure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did they trespass too? Yes, kind of did. Yeah, and I wanted it to be good because I do. I, I think Richard Simmons, to me, 
is one of the best talk show hosts or guests ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, of course. I mean, other, like, look, there's no denying. I mean, the the obvious, if we're going to put it on the obvious shelf, obviously he's helped millions of people uh, uh, battle weight. That's, I I don't even need to say that. But in an entertainment way, I think of him, oh, he's, he's gold. There's not, now look, I know that his feelings were hurt sometimes, so, and I don't like that. But I'm I'm sorry. I will tell you, he and David Letterman arguing some of the best late, <laughs> some of the best late night. Oh my God, you're right. That was it so was funny. Just when he would dress up like a turkey <laughs> for Thanksgiving, and then Dave would get the fire extinguisher out and <laughs> and fire extinguish him because he kept trying to rub up on Dave. Dave doesn't like human contact, so. Oh, God. God. He came down one year as a fairy, like a fairy with like the tooth fairy. And he uh, descended from the from the from the The raptors. Oh, Oh, God. It's just just nobody. Guys, seriously, if you're in a really bad mood and you just need a little (laughs) pick me up, just Google Richard Simmons, David Letterman. And oh, goodness, gravy me. And again, I know. Believe me, I've, I've read enough books. He sometimes thought that the producers went a little far with the with he his feelings were hurt sometimes oh. and I don't like to see that but but other times I'm sure he was in on the joke you don't you don't put on a turkey outfit unless you know you're part of the joke so sure. I my sympathy runs to the edge of that river and you know yeah. anyway oh. um oh man I'm just looking through I'll put something on our show page because you're but, right it's just even the visuals alone <laughs> yes. him in that costume and and you know always the short shorts and the the tank top and it's all sparkles and yeah oh. yep. There's one of my favorites, and it's not, it's not so visual, but it kind of is. Remember when Richard had the the steamer, the Richard Simmons steamer, and oh, it would yeah. steam different compartments? Well, he was on Letterman to promote that, and the Letterman crew had rigged the steamer oh, that no. it would it would pop and start smoking after a little while. <laughs> And Richard didn't know it, so he's out there showing Dave, and all of a sudden it pops like a little firecracker, and and Richard runs across the set. Oh, it was just, again, he's just gold. I mean, he was just an entertainer. He is. I shouldn't speak to him about about him in the past tense. He is just an entertainer. And was and great on Stern. He was great on Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. He just he knew how to make people laugh. Man, it was one of his one of his many many, many gifts. gifts. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of people we haven't seen for a while, but beloved, I follow Betty White on Instagram. Yeah. And I had no idea. Well, I didn't. I shouldn't say no idea. We are approaching her hundredth birthday. Did you guys know that? Oh, I knew we were yeah. close. We are close because she or her or her peeps posted on Instagram, hey, my hundredth's coming up. And they posted some, you know, little highlights and clips and stuff. So then I went, uh, I had about about an hour yesterday where I was pediddling and I was looking at all of her Johnny Carson appearances. Aww. And she and, and her on Letterman was funny, too. She she's another one. She's a fabulous guest. Oh. She's oh. a Fabulous talk show host. Yes, she January seventeenth, she'll be a hundred. Oh my goodness! We throw her a party. We should. Uh, my talk. My, we my should. Talk yeah. Betty White party. Yes. 
So just just a just a jewel, just just a, an American jewel right there. Um, speaking of jewels, but maybe in the inter, but maybe in the music side of entertainment, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons yes. is a is an icon, and if you are a big Gene Simmons fan, huh. uh, Dawn has something that you may wanna wanna buy, right, Dawn? Oh, I love looking at celebrity homes. <laughs> oh, it's one of my favorite things to do when they go on the market and you can look inside. Yeah, this yes. thing is like it. It looks like if you've ever had a huge penthouse suite in a Las Vegas hotel with floor to ceiling windows that are like 30 feet tall. It's yeah. basically just a glass palace in the middle outside of uh Las Vegas in the desert and I mean the kitchen alone it looks like a test kitchen. <laughs> it's like Does it? there wow. is an island with two sinks, you know, it's all gray granite and then there's this long other island that goes around it that i'm telling you and then there's some space age looking uh refrigerator and then of course a huge picture window going out to vegas on the other side of that window if you look at the exterior part of that part of the house there's an infinity pool that just sort of floats off into you know nowhere just kind of looks like you're going to swim over the side into the city um there's just if you like windows and you wow. like to see your environment it this is beautiful 14.95 million let me ask you too if money was no object okay like there was no no budget mm-hmm. what aspect of a dream home mm. would mean the most to you or you would put the most money into I would mm. I would say location and the view that you get. Oh, interesting. You know, okay. I don't want anybody looking inside, uh, but I think that if it's arranged in the right way, unless a helicopter was flying by, um, you can get some beautiful views. So I think the location is key. Yeah, I'm Alexis. similar. I want to be on the beach. I want to have a beach view. I think that would be absolutely gorgeous. Mm. And uh, a nice kitchen is important, too. Oh, my gosh, and beautiful closets that are, like, the size of rooms, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then I'd have to learn with how to organizers. fill them with things. Um, I really do like, I don't like things that are too modern. Like, this one, to be honest with you, the way it's decorated is a little bit too modern for me. It just kind of feels cold, like a hotel. Yeah, So I like, like, Spanish wood and beams that are old, you know? I like that yeah. kind of style that sort of looks like an old an old castle. Yeah. What about I, you? Um, I have changed over the years. Um, I really think, and I and I hope to be able to have the means and able to do this um, when I move out of downtown and we build South Fork. And that is, I want a a giant wet room. I want uh, a, a kitchen's important, and I want yeah. a spa like wet room. Oh. And what I mean oh, by that room. is, yeah, that's where you have like the shower and the bathtub in one. Oh, like, it's I a see. Giant, yeah, it's like it, it, it's in wet rooms can be within a bathroom where you have the tub and the shower in an enclosed area. Right. Like, you know, but gotcha. I want an entire spa like I want a kick earth bathroom with mm. with a sauna, a sauna. Mm-hmm. And a wet, you know, and then the tub I shower you were area. Say, and wet boy. No. Well, a but, pool boy's fine too. I mean, the first thing I would pay for if I had lots of Lex. money is a masseuse. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just right like before there. a cook, yep. before yep. a maid, anything Me else, too. a masseuse. But I do. I want, and I want yeah. that not necessarily for us, but I would put it in the basement and I would have it for guests. You know, because I would, I, I, I love to entertain and I would like to have, so when people come to visit, because obviously we're going to be living far out. <laughs> so yeah. when people a have ranch, to make the drive, yeah. yeah, not even a ranch, but just, we need enough, we need enough acreage to be able to, you know, anyway, yeah, yeah. I want people to have, I want people to relax there. And I just think a nice wet room, a giant ba- a spa like bathroom. You're recreating a yeah. spa retreat. Kind of. In the country. Yeah. I just think that would be lovely for people. You I know? just said, I- go out to the ocean. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look, For property me. wise, like For if me. I wasn't building South Fork, yes, I would like a beachfront property. Yeah. Yes. If money was no object. It's always fun to dream. It is. 714, when we come back, girl, I stumbled upon this last night and I'm glad I did. I turned off my TV mm-hmm. and I sat in my living room with one little light on and I listened to a surprise episode of Bethany Frankel's podcast. And boy, am I glad I did. And I'll tell you why when we come back. A great smile is worth a million bucks, right, friends? How about 10 million? Sure, Lex. But does it have to cost a million bucks? Not if your dentist is Dr. Amy at Hughes Dental. She's the best. Dr. Amy is also one of 10 accredited cosmetic dentists in the state of Minnesota. And doesn't she take like a million hours of continuing education classes every year just to stay up to date? Yeah, well, not a million, but at least 75 hours. She's the best. And she really wants to help all of you get the best smile possible. Now through the end of the year, Dr. Amy is offering $1,000 savings when you commit to a minimum of four porcelain veneers. So many of Dr. Amy's patients take advantage of this offer. You will love the way you look with your new smile and you get to save money while doing it. It's so easy. Just go to Hughes-Dental.com and click on the free video consult request. It's the perfect time to get a new smile with fall events right around the corner, you know? And be sure to let the team know you heard about Hughes Dental from your friends at my talk. Again, that's Hughes-Dental.com. And now on Jason and Alexis in the Morning, a message from our sponsor. From, like, the 70s or 80s. Then on the shocking season premiere of Dallas. Who thought they shot JR? But it's Bobby's life that hangs in the balance. And on the season premiere of Falcon Crest. We've been sabotaged. Eleven trapped souls. Who will live and who will die? Friday. Da, da, da. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. Da, da, da. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. Wow. So the station wants us uh, to dress up in costumes for a contest, my talkers. And you know how we feel. Well, you know how I feel about these extracurricular things. Um, Alexis and Dawn are like, sure. Um, I have an idea, ladies. I have an idea oh, that's you easy. Do? Okay. Just- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find Find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, I have an idea that's easy because listeners, the criteria is the guidelines are they want us to do something in modern pop culture, which yes. is even further annoying um <laughs> so i have something easier you ready dawn are you ready yes yeah what you got jace i'm gonna go to home depot <laughs> okay okay i'm gonna buy us one two three four five six 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 large panes of plexiglass and we're gonna create sandwich boards and we're gonna go as the tempered glass plates from squid game <gasps> okay the tempered Oh, 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 for the br- on the bridge. What do we wear underneath? I'm scared nothing. now. Just nothing. Oh, we're just going to go oh. totally nude. Oh, that's terrifying. We're going to go we're going to go as the we're going to go as the glass out. the glass plates from Squid Game. Are we supposed to do this like this week? What's the deadline? That's we that's what we're told. doing. It's that's, easy. I think she said Monday. Yeah, no. We need to submit a picture. No, we're just going to that's what we're going we're going to just put plexiglass over us and we're going to be the plates from Squid Game. <laughs> I I don't know if you'll have success finding uh, plexiglass right now. Damn it, Lex, you're right. It's oh. expensive. It is. Okay, we'll forget that. I'll come oh, up with shit. Oh, Maybe we, we can, can get, get just plastic sheets. Plastic, like, aren't there just clear plastic sheets you can get at Michael's or something? Yeah. Maybe. You know, I'll think of something that are wobbly. Yeah, we'll come up with something. Oh, we'll just send it by the 26th, which is next Tuesday. And then my <clears throat> talkers get to vote okay. starting that next day on Wednesday. Okay. For we'll three come up days. With Maybe we'll be, we could be the um, human centipede. I mean, on the front. On the front. <laughs> Damn it. I'll be the middle. Dawn's gonna be the back. Dawn's gonna be the back of the human centipede. <laughs> no, I'm the one that suggested that I get first pick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make Kenny be the back when he comes back. Oh, yeah, no. Kenny. Oh, I don't want have, to be anywhere near him. The middle's worse, don't you think? Yeah, that's right. Hey, I'm taking one for the team. I am willing to be the middle of the human centipede. <laughs> that's, that's how much I love you. Bad. Yeah. Okay, uh, Bethany Frankel. Oh, oh yeah, what'd she say? So I'm on the Insta, Graham, and I see that Bethany has posted this little. Hey, if you're going to listen to any episode of my podcast, this is the one. So I was like, ooh, I'm intrigued. So I read, I clicked more, and I read the whole post. And it was basically not a rebuttal, but it's Bethany controlling her narrative and saying, look, this book is coming out about the housewives. Oh, right. And all of these two-line headlines are coming out without context? Mm-hmm. No, 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 sister. I'm going to tell you the real stories, plural. First of all, brilliant. Let's just acknowledge brilliant on Bethany's part. And second That's of all, juicy. second of all, she is delivering the goods. I was as a, now look, you have to be a Housewives fan of any of the series, of any of the franchises to get to enjoy okay. this. But I will tell you, even if you are minorly aware of the franchise, what Bethany spills in this first 
edition, because she's doing this, I think, over three episodes. Oh, gosh. Wow. 44 minutes of great stories. Does I was she sit- go into uh, Kelly Ben Simone and what she said not about yet. her being threatened? And uh, no, not okay. yet. But I'm telling you, I was like a kid waiting for Santa's. Like, tell me more. Oh, good. <laughs> it was, what was like, the most shocking. Not so much shocking, but here's what I found fast. Oh, I could do. We're already out of time. Well, I'll go into the next <laughs> segment here. Um, first of all. They had no idea. Now, this is standard now, but when they were filming in season one of New York, they had no idea that it was going to be the Real Housewives of New York. Ramona and Countess and uh, uh, Jill Zarin had signed up for a show called Manhattan Moms about moms trying to get their kids into fancy schools. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's a good premise. And Jill, um, Jill had met Bethany. Bethany was basically talking about her hustle and how, you know, when she was doing Bethany Bakes, she she worked she was a chef on the set uh, of Law and Order for Mariska Hargitay for a little while, and she would mm. always give her cookies her natural because she was a natural food chef. Yeah. She would always give her cookies and her food to all of these celebrities. She was hustling, girl. I mean, love her or hate her, oh. Bethany is a hard earth worker. You know. Oh yeah. So she kept she was hustling and hustling and hustling, and she went to this event, this polo event that she wasn't even supposed to be at. And that's where she met Jill Zarin. And Bethany had found her way into the VIP tent. And Jill was like, how did you get in here? (laughs) Anyway, to cut this short, Jill was with the producer of Manhattan Moms. And Jill introduced her to Bethany. And immediately the producer was intrigued by her because she had recognized Bethany from Martha Stewart's Apprentice. Mm. Uh Aha. So the producer ended up calling Bethany and saying, I really want to talk to you. And Bethany had no interest. This was one of the first surprising. Bethany didn't want to do it. She wanted a show on the Food Network. And she's like, I had no uh, uh, ambition to do reality TV because I had already done Martha Stewart's Apprentice and it wasn't a good experience for her. So she went home and her boyfriend at the time, another Jason, had said, Bethany, this is a great opportunity. Like (laughs) you, you You should do this. You can turn this into an opportunity for you. If this is going to be a hit. So she called the producer and she goes, look, I'm interested. When we come back, I will tell you what they thought they were filming was not actually what they were filming and how, and how a mess up on Bravo's part Helped to lead to Bethany's millions. A screw up by Bravo executives led to one of the best contracts ever. And I'll tell you that when we come back. Jason and Don, did either of you know that St. Mary's University has a bachelor in science degree in applied psychology now? You mean St. Mary's University right here in the Twin Cities? Yes, I did hear that. And it's fully online, too. So it's a great option for busy working adults. There's such a demand for careers in counseling, social services, school psychology, and human resources that a degree in applied psychology can provide the foundational knowledge needed. The best part is that this is a degree completion program, meaning you can transfer past credits. Also, you can earn college credit using work and life experience. 
And you can complete this program in as few as two years. So cool. I've heard great things about St. Mary's University. Their faculty and staff really become your allies on your educational journey. They are there and want you to succeed. How can someone learn more? Just go to smumn.edu or enter my talk keyword St. Mary's. A golden moment with the Golden Girls. Maybe with a VA loan, we get a nice little house in the country with a dog, a cat, a station wagon. Why aren't you talking like it's 1945? <laughs> These aren't the best years of your life. These are the last years of your life. Thank you for being a This has been a golden moment with the Golden Girls. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Okay, I'm talking about uh, telling the ladies and you about a surprise uh, episode of Bethany Frankel's podcast. Um, you guys go go download it right now. I guess it's going to be a three-parter. Wow. It's, it's her version, her truth, on what will inevitably be, be a drip, drip, drip of headlines coming out of this new book all about the housewife's history that drops on Tuesday. Or Is I should it say it's not in all stores. diamonds and rose. That's the book's title, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some so crazy Be- stories coming out of that. Bethany is talking about the history of her um and her viewpoint of how things went down. So picking up the story, she was saying when the producers approached her after being introduced to Jill she said uh, she reluctantly agreed. She had, she. This is the first thing that surprised me, that she really didn't want to do this. She had no desire to do this. Her desire was for a food show. So she agreed. Uh, she met this producer that kind of wooed her, and she goes, fine, fine, fine. I'll film a scene. So eagle-eyed New York viewers... Travel back with me to season one. Lex, you were you you watched with me. Oh yeah. Live in real time. Remember in season one when Bethany went with Jill to watch Ramona and Countess play tennis and yes. they were squabbling? Remember yes, that? Yes, I do, because I just started rewatching New York yes. like a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, Bethany wasn't even officially hired yet. That was she wasn't even this is a try out. <laughs> A, it, wasn't, it wasn't even New York Housewives. Yeah. B, Bethany wasn't even hired. Bethany didn't even really know any of the wives. But that scene, now go back and watch it. It was that scene and Bethany's pithy responses and Bethany's rem- Bethany's responses to the the ridiculousness of these middle-aged women fighting about tennis. All of these cutaway shots of Bethany making these hysterical faces, that is what, because she was, Bethany was the question mark housewife. I think that's the term they used. Like, okay, do you know, when Andy Cohen didn't want her. Well, especially if they were focused on moms. She wasn't a mom at the time. Well, and Andy didn't like that she was a known person. Now, Andy has since changed. That's why Lisa Renna couldn't get on for about 10 years. Oh, Andy did not want any housewife to have previous connections. Oh, my God. So anyway, so 
Bethany filmed that scene. Now remember that because this is what I found like, even if you're not a Housewives fan, I was I thought this was interesting. Bethany went in and went to her uh, with her business guy and said, "I want to pitch Bravo while we now have this connection. I want to pitch them this cooking idea, this cooking show idea." They went into the Bravo offices and they start the pitch. And the woman from Bravo looked at Bethany and said, well, wait a minute, aren't you taping? Aren't you filming a show with us right now? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, but I don't want, they've never sent over a contract. And they said, what? You're filming and you don't have a contract? And now they had all of this footage with Bethany. They loved her. She overheard them saying that Bethany was it. Like, Bethany, not only is this fifth housewife that they were looking for, but that she is going to be it. So Bethany knew she was in the catbird seat and she goes, yeah, I I don't have a contract. That screw up by Bravo led to two things. First, Bethany said from that moment on, nobody is allowed to film a frame without signature in black and white. Yep, smart. (laughs) And number two, it led to what is now referred to, and we, you've heard about this. It is now uh, the uh, the Bethany clause, mm-hmm. where be, because Bethany was in the catbird seat and Bethany could look forward, Bethany could see where this was going. She had Bravo over a barrel and said, um, "You will get no profits from anything my Bethany bakes. I this is all mine." So when any time skinny girl is mentioned, <laughs> Bethany doesn't have to give a dime to Bravo. All of the other ladies, uh, Countess's tour, mm. Countess's music, Ramona's skincare, Ramona's failed Chardon or Pinot Grigio. <laughs> if they mention any of these businesses, a cut goes to NBC Universal. Wow! But not Bethany. All because of the Bravo producers and executives not making Bethany sign on the dotted line way back in 2009. So she basically said, if you want me on this show, this is what my demands are. Yep. Oh, my gosh. And and, probably had a really good person with her, too, to help negotiate. Well, but she also overheard that producer going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over over the daily footage of of Bethany and and they realizing how good Bethany was going to be on the show. Yeah. Not that she she, can't negotiate herself. I'm just saying to have someone there to say, okay, how about this? How about that? Let's brainstorm what we want. And Lex, I thought about you and your over the decade now, 12, 13 years that we've been covering Housewives and, and your occasional... Uh, you know, it comes in your 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 criticism of the show. Yeah, it's Bethany's too. And what I mean by that is Bethany said, if you look at season one and two, she says that is the most authentic seasons there are. Yep. She goes because the fights there. She goes the ridiculous fights that Ramona and Jill had were real. Yeah, they she were goes, not like they, go over there and say yeah. this to her. Right. She said they that nobody knew the game. She goes that was and she goes and this is what I went like this on my couch and went oh. She said two things changed. She goes you can put a you can put a pin where things changed for everybody and, and especially for her. Number one, watch what happens live. Mm, I can see that. Andy Cohen's, the debut of that show changed everything because as Bethany puts it, they became, it became the hunger games and you went on that show primarily to bust on your 
your uh, castmates. You mm-hmm. went on there, you know, with the polls of like, whose side are you on? And are you on Team Bethany or Team Jill? And it turned it into a sport and it raised everybody's defenses on the cast. And she said, and then you get to season three. That was Bethany's last season. And then she left, I think, for three. She said also what changed it was when she was she was the first housewife to start getting these side opportunities. And she said she knew the writing was on the wall. She was asked to fill in on the Today Show, I believe, with Hoda, who's a genuine friend of hers. And she said she got to Rockefeller Plaza. She got to the NBC studios. And the producer said to her, oh, my God, Bethany, all of your colleagues, all of your castmates are hounding us of why. Why are we there? Why are why? Why is just Bethany? We should all be there. Why? Oh my God. Jill called. Ramona called. Countess called. She goes, they are driving us crazy that you are here and they are not. And Bethany said mm-hmm. right then she knew that it was the pitting against each other that it, it went. The show basically got to everybody, and she said that was one of the determining factors of her leaving after the third season. That and uh, the fight with Jill, which she didn't get really into. Um, Wow, that's really, really insightful and and, and smart of her to see that and explain it in that way, because that is true. That's what happened. Yeah, and that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. I watched. I remember when she filled in, and it was a big deal. It was like, look at look at Bethany on the Today Show. Yeah, and um, yeah, and she kind of stopped there. My last little thing, and you guys can listen to this. I'm, if you're an, an even a six ninety four fan of Housewives, that you'll find this fascinating. Is she kept alluding to the knowledge of how influential she is on that show and how popular she is. And she goes, people, she was like, there's not a day in my life where people don't ask me to come back to the show. But what I found fascinating was, and I think it's either, it's a ploy to make us keep listening. She never addresses it. What I mean by that is she never says definitively she'll never come back or she is coming back. She just talks about Mm. how people want her back. And she did some introspection. She said, and and it's what we've said about her. She now realizes people don't want to see her on her HBO show. They didn't want to see her in talk show form. They don't want to see her in anything else. She knows that they want to see her dealing with her contemporaries. They want to see her mingling with her friends Mm -hmm. and doing these pithy little interviews where she does these biting little. She goes, I know how people want me. People want me very in a, smart in a, in an ensemble. Yeah, they don't they don't want me because on my the talk sh- show was not great. No, and I thought, wow, that was one of the last things. And I'm I'm it's literally my insights, yeah. I, I, I in the living room going. Bethany people love her for her snark and her honesty. Yes. And when you're just doing a talk show, it's hard to do that. You know. Yeah. Right. So, do you think this is the kind of the beginning of the end for her podcast? Then, or does she no. think people like the pod? It's people like the podcast. It's just the yeah. TV side. Yes. Yeah. They want so, her insights on. I, that's, that's, I haven't even scratched the surface. It, she literally went, I mean, frame by frame of how the Housewives of New York came to be. They were pissed. They didn't even know it was called the Housewives until they started doing press. 
and the cast was livid. They didn't want to be like Orange County. They wanted to be something special. So they were ironically not happy about being in the Real Housewives franchise. But oh. Bethany Bethany admits they didn't have the force. They didn't have the uh, forward-looking view that Bravo did. Bravo realized they were building a franchise, and the wives didn't see it that way. And Bethany said that was an error on our part. Um, she said the only housewife that knew Ramona. Wow. Ramona Ramona looked at all of them and said, "Guys, this is going to be a phenomenon, a, a pop culture phenomenon." <laughs> and they laughed at Ramona. Uh, Ramona goes, "No, no, no, no." no. no. It's she true. goes, "Just, wow. just watch." You get an instinct like this yep. is good. Did so, she talk about her relationship with Andy Cohen at all? No, that, not yet. No, not yet. Okay. Yeah. So, mm. so go listen to it, guys. Uh, the Bethany Pan- uh, Frankel podcast. When we come back, has Alexis found another Squid Game? The answer next. Has Alexis found the next Squid Game? Welcome back, Jason and Alexis. In the morning, your home for everything entertainment. So, Lex, have you found the next Squid Game? I have not, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Thanks for listening. Scene. Uh, No, I saw this headline (laughs) that my name is the next Squid Game on Netflix. What? uh, I don't understand that sentence. (laughs) Okay, so there's a new, there's a show, I guess, uh, well, it's new. Okay. Just like Squid Game called My Name. It's a Korean drama. Uh, and like Squid Game, there's lots and lots of action, but I, I wouldn't say that it's the next Squid Game. It's a very different story. It's revenge driven. She uh, is so uh, a young woman. She doesn't have the best relationship with her father. Okay. She knows that he's up to no good, but doesn't know all the details of it. And he is vulnerable because of her and. She kind of has an attitude with him, and then he goes to apologize. And in his attempt to do that, he gets killed. And so she blames herself for that. And she already is a very um, uh, fierce woman. She's just very... uh, it's very actiony. <laughs> You'll hate this, Jason. It's kind of what I'm getting at here. <laughs> so she sees her father die, and she decides, I, I need revenge. i got to figure out who did this. What was my dad up to? And in uh, there's a part of the police department that she ends up joining that's a little shady. Oh. And I've only watched one episode. Okay. There's a fight scene that's probably about, or more of a practicing fight scene for about 20 minutes. And I was just kind of like, we get it. We get it. I know training is a long time, but wow, how much more can we see here? So that's why I think you're going to hate this. But uh, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to do a three-taste try. There's eight episodes oh. total. Uh, hopefully, it will grab me a little bit more. Um, but there you go. Because it doesn't My name sound like. It doesn't sound like you're in. Yeah, it, di- it didn't grab me quite like <laughs> Squid Game, where I, I couldn't get enough and watched the whole thing in two days. This one is kind of a, okay, I can see uh, she enters the police force. Let's see what happens here. This other guy who brings her into the fold, he's something's with him. So that's kind of what's bringing me back to, to the yard. But we'll see. I'll do a full taste and, and get back. But it's no Squid Game. If you see the headlines... 
that it's the next one, my name. It's not. Dawn, from Alexis's description, is this tickling your ivories? Well, <clears throat> I can say that when I was done with Squid Game, I did look up all of the Korean um, dramas and things that are on Netflix just yeah. to see. I'm like, man, they're great storytellers. I I have always thought that, and I you know considered watching it. I saw that headline too, read the synopsis, and I'm like, I don't know if that fits me, but I definitely wanted to delve into more. Um, of the Korean features on there. Yeah. Yeah. Alexis's review actually makes me, <laughs> I don't even want to click on the description. No. <laughs> I just want to, I don't want it in my algorithm is what Did I'm you? trying to say. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I, I, I don't think you like game, it. <laughs> speaking of Squid Game, MC just finished it. And he um, told me a couple of days ago that he did not listen with the English um the English dubbing. translation and dubbing that that it wasn't an option for him that came up right away for me. That's just the way it came up and me that's too. the way it started. Yeah, same. He had no idea when I was talking to him about the voice actor that does the main role because you can give him um, you can get him on cameo. Now he does a lot of video games and stuff too that, oh. that MC has played. Um, but I was talking about the guy who dubs. He, I'm like, it's not the actor; it's the voice dub. And he's like, "What do you mean?" Oh, and I'm just like, "Watch it with subtitles." Yeah. Then. So Ooh. whenever the front man was speaking in English, that's the only part that was in English for him. So the oh. rest of it was just in Korean, and he read oh all of it, huh? And so he's oh. setting. I'm like, "Oh, you don't know?" I'm like, "People are kind of making fun of how over the top they are." Well, the other thing that's weird is is that the subtitles don't match the dub sometimes. Oh, sure. So that yeah. was another thing that was kind of, because I had them, well, yeah, I didn't have an option to turn the voice thing off. I didn't but I either. always turn the subtitles on. See, Steve turned the subtitles on and listened to the dub. So it was yeah, like that's a what double I did. dub. Oh, oh, like you? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah that's why. Then sometimes they don't match up. Yeah, that's exactly. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's hard to, you know, other languages sometimes there aren't a word there isn't a word for yeah. that or the same vice versa as we know so well, and the translation of squid game 2 is also getting very because like red light green light it's actually about a flower blooming is really what the translation is and it would it actually makes more sense to the story oh. than calling it red light green light so there's a few and there's a few other there's a tiktoker that she goes into it oh i've seen her yeah because she speaks korean yeah She's, yes and english she's like this is all wrong yeah why did they just say this instead of that it's it makes a big difference well so. speaking of red light green light, red light. <laughs> we have to stop yep we have to stop yep we have to stop yes maybe green light okay, okay go, now go, we can go, 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 go again go, go, there go. we go the 8 o'clock hour begins, a forced movie review. I have a Diane Carroll down the rabbit hole and more when we come back.